Welcome to the United Body Podcast. My name is Harry. Hope the Lord has been moving in your life this week as we continue to live out God's plan for our lives. So starting today and over the next few weeks, we are going to go in-depth of each of the titles Jesus, um, as mentioned in Isaiah 9, verse 6, and look at how each of these titles applies to how we know Jesus as Lord and Savior and how we can really come to know Him, come to know Him better. So with that, I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna pray to help get us help get us started as we get into God's word. God's word um today. Jesus, we thank you, Dad, just for who you are. Thank you that you're here for us in our struggles, and you're here to support us in that. I thank you that you're here in our joy, in our joy, so that you can celebrate it with us, and that we give you glory for it because you are joy. And Lord, I just pray that as as I speak your word and as I read your word, that that you would just speak to everybody here listening and that hearts will be changed. I'll be changed today in Jesus mighty name. I pray. Amen. As mentioned before, our staple verse of this series, the series of Jesus is. Jesus is the titles section titles of Jesus. Um, Jesus, you know, we're gonna um, we're gonna read that right now, and then we're gonna get started. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And so, with that, we are gonna start focusing on how Jesus is the Wonderful Counselor. Wonderful counselors. So, what does it mean to be a counselor? And so, according to according to um, Google Google search for definitions, counselor definitions according to um, its search engine, it, here's a couple of them. First one is a person who gives advice on a specified subject. Sounds about right. A person who trained trained to give guidance on personal, social, or psychological problems. Sounds about right as well. You know, as we look at these definitions, we can definitely conclude that, you know, what a counselor primarily focuses on is providing guidance for whatever situation could arise, arise. And, you know, by giving advice, giving advice, you know, we'll be able to go in the right direction. We can have this counselor, you know, help us along the way, along the way as we, you know, maybe if we're trying to get out of debt or um, we're trying to overcome some big mental issue, mental issue. And, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times, it maybe if you're not even thinking about a professional, you know, you know, the closest people around you today, you know, can be considered some counselor sort, you know, just like your parent, parents about, you know, if when you're going to marry somebody or, you know, talking to your friend, talking to your friends, how to address, you know, a certain situation, certain situation, or, you know, going or going to, um, or even like specific, you know, counselors, you know, getting money advice from a financial coach or going to a pastor for help with their faith. You know, this is all in great. But however, us who consider ourselves great advice givers may not realize may not realize this. But a lot of times, a lot of times, if it's not with the right heart in the Lord, if we're not planted in the Lord when we're given advice and if the advice is not godly, we will end up giving giving some pretty terrible advice and you know and with this terrible advice others others and maybe including ourselves may end up worse than originally when we originally asked for advice 
So, so I'm gonna go to first. Um, first little small story of the night, of the night, and um, it's Genesis Genesis three verses one to seven. So a lot of you may know this is the time time that um, man fell, man and woman fell into sin, and um, and so you know, if we follow, this is what happens when you follow bad advice. So Genesis three verses one to seven. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat from the fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, You must not eat it or, or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were opened, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. So, some of you probably think, well, well, it was the devil. Of course he's going to give terrible advice. You know, the devil is evil. And like, yes, of course he's evil. But because Eve gave in, sin entered the world by now. And, you know, by default as humans, you know, we are sin we are sinners. We are naturally born sinners. And we do not have a connection with God in our own strength because of what happened years and years and years ago. Years ago. And, you know, taking this bad advice, bad advice from the devil, who is pretty much the worst thing to ever exist, exist um, we are just so um, prone, we just so prone to take that advice from the devil. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden we find ourselves trapped in it. And, you know, and also to think, okay, maybe the devil, that was not enough. You know, why don't we have people give, you know, people give bad advice all right yes absolutely absolutely here's another one 13 chapters later genesis 16 verses 1 to 6 1 to 6 i'll read that now sarai abram's wife had not been able to bear children for him but she had an egyptian servant named hagar so sarai said to abram the lord has prevented me from having children go and sleep with my servant perhaps i can have children through her and abram agreed with sarai's proposal so Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abram as a wife. This happened 10 years after Abram had settled in the land of Canaan. So Abram had sexual relations with Hagar, and she became pregnant. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress, Sarai, with contempt. Then Sarai said to Abram, This is your fault. I put my servant into your arms, but now that she's pregnant, she treats me with contempt. The Lord will show you who's wrong you or me abram replied look she's your servant so deal with her as you see fit then sarai treated hagar so harshly that she finally ran away uh-oh that backfired on you real well didn't it sarai you know you tell your husband to have forced sex with your servant and yet you put the blame on your husband for getting her pregnant for the advice that you gave guy gave like what this is like just so messed up. Like you know, we we may tend to give bad advice, and yet 
and yet we put the blame on others, the blame on others who took the advice. It, it's just so crazy, you know, why, you know, we can't trust, you know, the world's wisdom, you know, can't trust our own, like, wisdom from our minds, from our minds. But, and, you know, we can think that we, we think we are the best encouragers around. We can look at ourselves and, or, you know, the best advice givers, but truly we're quite the opposite, you know, and I felt, and I fell for this trap for many years, even after I gave my life to Christ, you know, and I'm slowly starting to learn that if advice goes against God or his word, it is not going to be good advice, not going to be good advice. And so with that, I re I'm going to read Proverbs 1, 7. So fear of the Lord is a foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Wisdom. Okay. Yeah. Wisdom. Wisdom is something you need for life. But what, you know, but what is wisdom? You know, wisdom, according to Proverbs 2, 6. So it says, for the Lord grants wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So for us, it only means that the true wisdom can only come from the Lord. Come from the Lord. It is crazy. It is crazy how we think we are the smartest people in the world. We have we have the best degree degrees from the best universities in in the world. And we we think we get, we know it all. But truly we don't know it all. We don't know it all. We are at fault. You know, Solomon, the writer writer of Proverbs, he didn't know it all. He didn't know it all. He wasn't wise. He wasn't all wise. Like he had his faults, just like we were, just like we were, you know. And because and because you know we keep thinking that we're so wise, you know, we're essentially turning our back on God's wisdom. God's wisdom. We don't even want to discipline ourselves to rely more on God than we than we do our own mind, our own mind, because our mind can think terribly. And you know, with this huge deficit of wisdom, there can only be one who who we can turn to for wisdom and that is the one who created it created it and it's through and only through his son jesus that we can do that so see jesus on the contrary you know he's the advice giver we've been searching for searching for and he has provided advice we'd have been needing all along even before he came down to earth you know and because of that he's not just called a counselor but a wonderful counselor so why is it why is it? So John 1, 14 says, So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. So so essentially, Jesus was both God and man. Was both God and man, perfect in every way, without sin in every way. He didn't fall to the, into the traps of the devil. Like man did, like like I did, like you did, but and like his wisdom is perfect. And you know what is some you know maybe what are some examples that you know from the Bible that that we could take that Jesus said, yeah, you know some example you know Matthew six thirty three, put God first, put God first. You know seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. You know that is still that is still true. You know us putting putting the Lord at the top of our lives and our heart, our soul, and our minds on our minds. You know the Lord will pro provide us. He won't like allow us to allow us to you know 
be, you know, yes, I mean, there'll be times where we have to suffer, but like, that doesn't mean he will like let you drown, let you drown completely. But he will he'll use the trials to help build you help build you up and just to know him better and to know him better and just to have a closer relationship with him. And also and also another another verse comes to mind. Uh, another verse comes to mind for advice. You know, this is probably very uncommon among today's society. It's to love your enemies. When do we ever hear about that? Hear about that. We are taught to avoid our enemies. And basically to hate them. Hate them. You know, I have my grudges. I'm I'm not perfect when it comes to that. But I'm learning. I'm learning. And the Lord's Lord's changing my heart. And he's changing yours too. And this is what Jesus says. You have heard the law says this. Matthew uh, by the way, it's Matthew five, verses forty three to forty four. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. You know, you know, we, you know, our enemies are people too, just like we were. And, you know, if, and like Jesus reached out to everybody, even though he really despised the Pharisees, Pharisees, he still loved them because God is love, God is love. But the Pharisees turned away, pretty much pushed Jesus aside, turned him away. Heck, they put him up on a cross, and and they made him look like a fool. But who's got the last laugh now? Now vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Lord, we don't need to deal with that. We don't need to deal with that. So just for now, so just for now and forever, love your enemies. Actually, not not forever. From now until until the day we die, love your enemies. And so you're thinking, okay, you know what? This is what wisdom is. Yeah, it's provided from God. You know why can't it be wise if we know what wisdom is? You know, like mentioned, and like I mentioned last week in our love in our love podcast, you know, we try to define you know these certain things like what is wise and what is stupid, and and keeping God, and we essentially keep God out of the equation. Who is wise and who is holy, and who is holy, and he doesn't make mistakes like that. So, and because and the display, you know, our our brokenness and how we've fallen, we've fallen. How our wisdom is trash. This is what Paul says, First Corinthians three verses nineteen to twenty. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. As the scriptures say, he traps the wise in the snare of their own cleverness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise. He knows they are worthless. So, so how do you do? Wisdom of the world is foolishness. Foolishness to God. We're trying to think, trying to think, oh, what's right? What's wrong? What's right? What's wrong? Oh, oh, so, you know. Oh, maybe you know it's okay if I if I go ahead and try to and try to steal from people steal from people because I need to provide for my family. You know, I have right heart. No, no, that's still not good. You know, because that's saying okay, you're trying to you're trying to go against God, God here to provide for something that's earthly and only temporary, where the Lord Lord is the one that truly provides, or. 
and you think, you know, that's wise. Or or it's like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't be um, talking about your faith in the workplace, talking about your faith in the workplace. But, but you know, if you do it out of love, do it out of love, you know, love, what is, what's stopping you? What's stopping you? And, you know, see, the world, you know, defines what's wise and, you know, what's stupid. And we just get those mixed up so much and we don't know where to place things. That's why wisdom can only come from God, because he knows how to get it right. And so so with this, you know, what knowing what wisdom is, how does Jesus being a wonderful counselor affect how we live out our life for God? So I want you to paint I want you to paint a picture in your mind. So I want want you to close your eyes if you want um, and think about this picture. Pretend the whole world is on a boat. And we are all considered passengers on this boat. And, you know, and think of Jesus as the captain of the boat who guides the boat in the right direction. And so, because he's a captain, you know, Jesus guiding our lives in the right direction. If we are looking to him as a captain of our boat of life, in Proverbs three verses five to six, five to six, it says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight." You know, and if we if we are looking at ourselves to captain a boat we cannot control, the boat is going to sink and we will be stranded at sea just like so many people are today. And you know, if we try to keep ourselves focused and that says, you know, if we try to keep ourselves um focused on our circumstances, whether good or bad, we will find ourselves sinking in the sea where only Jesus can pull us out of. So if you're trying to man a boat, you're trying to man a boat and Stuff is not going well. You're you feel like you're going to sink. You're going to sink. You're going to be focusing so much on the circumstances, just how to get out of it, out of it. You're not reaching for the right help. And you know, and Jesus is the one that could truly pull us out of here, pull us out of you know us being trapped in the sea, trapped in the sea. Think about Titanic. Titanic. There are so many people that fell that fell out of the boat because the captain didn't. Then acknowledge the fact that there was an iceberg, iceberg in the distance where he, where they couldn't um, turn the boat around and avoid it. You know. So now, speaking of boats, we're gonna read a story. We're gonna read a short um, excerpt from um, a story in Matthew 14. You know, with Jesus walking on water. This is kind of displays, you know, how how you know God, you know, pulls us out, pulls us out of us drowning in our sin. And so, Matthew 20, 14, verses 29 to 31. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? You know, and so Peter, you know, him falling out, him paying attention to the circumstances, circumstances, you know, the wind and the waves, wind and the waves, you know, this is a sign of what happens if we took our eyes off of Jesus to focus on other things, on other things like our circumstances, you know, maybe our money, maybe our money situation, putting that above God or putting our um, marital or um, situation above, above God or, or our, our job situation above God. You know, if we don't focus on other things, we will drown. If we will drown, if we keep trying to focus so much on those things, if we're just trying like, okay, I want to get better, I want to get better, 
but you know, if we cry out to Jesus, He'll pull us out, and Jesus will guide us. Will guide us from that moment we have been saved until the point where our ship finally stops in heaven, in heaven, where we have our final destination, and we can, and we will, and we will have peace for eternity, eternity. And and I'm saying that I'm saying this, you know, because I, because I. To focus so much on just my identity and what people thought of me, and just trying to help make people feel a love for me. I that's kind of you know my way growing up, growing up, you know, going to high, going to middle, going to high school, going to high school, and then and then and then for a good amount in college. Um, and you know, I truly tell you, it is nothing is more satisfying than than having the Lord by your side. By your side and you experience so much more life if you just let go you just let go the lord the lord will only can only change your heart but if you let go the lord will the lord will work will work in you so much if you just let them in let them in and so and this only could have happened happened if jesus died on the cross you know in this case himself be drowned be drowned by a ship that he was on, by a ship that he was on, and he was on, and flat out, and flat out was thrown overboard, overboard, and then rose from the dead, so rise from below the waters to pull out those who were stuck in the water, so, so think about that, think about that reference, you know, let's say, you know, Captain Hook threw Peter Pan, Peter Pan into the water, into the water and you know what the heck what the heck happened you know peter pan you know is, is known to is known to fly right and so you know what will peter pan do peter pan do he would he would save all the people that have that are stuck in the water but haven't really drowned yet you know they pulled them out pull them out you know and try to rescue them and you know just kind of like what the pharisees did but except it, it was um it was putting jesus up on a wooden cross wooden cross. See, that's what the Pharisees are like, Captain Hook, and you know, Jesus is Jesus is kind of like the illusion, it's like Peter Pan. I mean, Peter Pan is not Jesus. Let's put that, let's um say that straight up. But, but, you know, Jesus was able to rise above, above the circumstances and help pull the people out of it. Out of it. So we may aboard, board the SS Jesus and stay aboard the boat to serve the captain that saved us and stick along for the ride and further and furthermore into eternity. And in order for us to give wise advice that comes from Jesus, we need to let him be the captain of our life. We need to repent of our sins and not try to take control of our life. And I can admit it is hard to do. It is very hard to do. It's hard to let go of something that you felt like you've had control of for how however long you've thought you had control. You know, and next week, in order to address these issues of not wanting to let go, we are going to address how Jesus plays a, plays a role for all, for all such as myself, who suffer from anxi anxiety.
So now if you are finding yourself relying primarily on others for true guidance and advice and are looking for true assurance and true guidance on this road of life and beyond, turn yourself away from seeking the advice of others first by seeking Jesus and to do so. Pray this prayer as the Holy Spirit leads you to repent of your sins. That means turn yourselves back to God and surrender your life to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Christ so we may walk in true purpose living life to the full for Jesus. Jesus, I am a sinner. I have fallen short of what you expect of me. But Lord Jesus, you have forgiven me. And Lord, I thank you so much for dying for me. And Jesus, I give my life to you today. Lord, change my heart and help me want to be more like you, but honor you and worship you first in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for all that have prayed that prayer. Lord, I just pray that you'll help help them be guided by your wisdom by your wisdom and just you know how you are such a wonderful counselor and how you are you are the everlasting um life life that we need and that you will not be away from us and you won't and you won't go and we can always rely on you in jesus name amen so for those who have prayed that prayer for the first time Welcome to the family of God. And for those who have not prayed that prayer for the first time, welcome back to the family. So thank you all for sticking on through this. I know we will not all be wise because we gave our life to Jesus. Just We gave our life to Jesus. Um, just look at what happened to Solomon who wrote the book of Proverbs and how we sinned and fell short like we have, you know. You know, so we know that Jesus is the only one we can trust all the time and and i know all that all the troubles may come your way the lord will be with you every step of the way like he has been since day one now that you are part of the family the family the lord tasks all, all of us to do this jesus came and told his disciples i have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Have a blessed week. May the Lord be with you all. And tune in next Wednesday for our episode on anxiety.